Hey everyone, and welcome to the 66th installment of the weekly catch up podcast. It's a beautiful Wednesday evening, April 7th, 2021, coming to you live from Victory Park. It's officially time to count our stats up, buddy. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's happening? Chilling. I, it, it's been a busy day. I'm ready to unwind. Busy day. Man, yeah. busy week, busy life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it speeds up from here. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not even 30 yet. No. Is that coming up? July. Okay. I got you, boo. Mm-hmm. I'm known for my dirty 30s. All right. So uh, let's just uh, let's cut to the agenda. Let's get into some David Mwansa. You ready to kick this thing off? Well, I guess there's only one thing to say. <laughs> let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Would you rather be missing a prominent front tooth or an ear? Whoa. Whoa. Okay, hold on. Uh, I got some follow-up questions. Uh, can I still hear? Like, am, can I... You have a fully functioning ear on either side of your choice. Okay. So not only am I missing I, an ear, but I'll, I'm like deaf on that side. Well, okay. So... This one can be purely cosmetic. Okay. <laughs> you just... You, you like going around town smiling at folks, mm-hmm. but you're missing permanently a prominent front tooth. I can't do I uh, No, it's, it's got to be the tooth. I'm like, I can't wear sunglasses or <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I wear contacts on the days that I need to take them out and wear glasses. I'm just missing an ear. I, nah, I, I'll, I'll put a grill on my front tooth, buddy. This is interesting because as guys, like your first inclination or thought is like, oh, how am I going to, you know, have my sunglasses? If you were a girl, you could easily like there's girls that you've never seen their ears. You know, it's, they're always ah, covered by yeah. hair. So you could easily go with the cosmetic layer of missing an ear, having all of your teeth. Mm-hmm. But if you're missing a tooth, my friend, like I just put a fake boy. on the n- No, I can't. That's the thing. You can't. <laughs> It's not like you're going to put a prosthetic ear on. <laughs> just you, can for Mr. you can Mr. Potato Head that. <laughs> no, just, just put a you plug can right Potato in. Head it. It's gender neutral now. Oh, yes. I, I can Potato Head it, and I'll just put a little <laughs> plug in my ear hole. <laughs> Your ear hole. Uh, that's a good one, though. So you're going with with tooth? Well, if, if, I, can't put a, if I can't put a fake... What if... Yeah, I guess that defeats the purpose. I would go earless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just think about it this way. Like, um, I don't know, less to sunscreen. You only have to wear one earring. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's perks. Uh, I don't have to, like, I, I can bite down and still drink through a straw. I figure that if you stage your own photos and selfies, you could be super hot from one side and then just a freak Yeah, on I the only other. take pictures of, like, my right side anyway. Yeah, my face is so lopsided. Do you have you have a favorite side? I don't know. I like I 
I don't know. I do. I, I don't know. When it, okay, so there's a group picture, right? Do you place yourself like? Do you know which side is most flattering, and like you try to get on that side in the group photo? You know, it's so weird. Like I instinctively know which side I want to be on, mm-hmm. and if I'm extending the camera for like a selfie or like, there's different situations. But I couldn't really. I'd have to think about them. I couldn't describe them to you verbally. It's just something that in the moment, and I don't always know. Like it's in very much in the moment that I'll be like, no, 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 wrong side. Oh, mine is always my right side. So I want my right side featured. So I'll be on the I'll be on the right side of the photo with like my right shoulder closer to the camera. If that makes sense, like my left side's kind of angled back. We'll have to do a social media dive and see which side is predominant. Yeah, I'm shallow like that. I I know I I know what I want. I think that I instinctively do too. Again, I just don't know if I could verbalize it for you, but um, you could tell me what is that? Well, I don't love that photo. Well, then you, okay. So then you, we have to know if this camera flipped the photo. So in that type of photo, what are you seeing? Um, You got right foot forward, right foot forward. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, This is going to be right foot forward. Yeah. This is going to be oh, off, you, off base. Oh. I don't like that type. Oh, this is definitely right foot forward. Yeah, this you got a side, buddy. Super you got a side. So what does that mean? Which side? Uh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, like you want this half of your body shown more. Yeah, because it's something to do with the way that I do my hair. Exactly. I feel like I only do my hair for one half okay. of the room. I'm stand- <laughs> Guys, audience, I'm standing up now. But like, look. Like I part my hair to the side, so you're getting that full effect of what I'm yeah, trying to yeah. do. And then I come over here, and it's like, like nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Put a cover, like. Yeah. Plus, I've always had, I always had a weak profile as more of a chubby boy, and mm. when I slimmed up a little bit in my 20s, I got a better profile, but I still kind of had just like that beak ostrich situation going on. You ever <laughs> right. get into one of those uh, fitting room mirrors that like triangulates the mirrors, and you yeah. realize how ugly you are from like. The five o'clock yeah like i thought i looked fine looking at looking at my own bathroom mirror and then i'm over here in banana republic and i am not liking what i'm seeing it oh. I, I get furious at myself <laughs> <laughs> i'm furious yeah you like hit like, yourself who because of are you <laughs> buddy like, don't like don't give up i get furious come on man yeah there's nothing like a a Rue 21 dressing room to ruin your day. <laughs> that lighting. Oh, my goodness. I haven't stepped strip in there since sophomore year of college, maybe. Yeah, there was that one in Burleson that, mm-hmm. man, do you remember how, man, just a little row of retail was such a welcome sight when you had to go to Keene every day. Yeah, it was hard times. That Old Town Burleson area, though, has gotten some new stuff in there. Oh, and it's starting to pop. Who was I mocking the other day? Was it you where... You were like, oh, we were at this cool place in Fort Worth. And I was like, were you at Clear Fork? <laughs> was that you? Uh, no, but I can imagine. Must have been. No, it was John. It was John. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we're at this cool place like in Fort Worth. And I was like, Clear Fork? And he goes, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> the, was... the only cool place? Is that, is that your opinion of that? <laughs> no, it's just like we were. He had come over to my place, um, I guess, last Thursday. I got mm-hmm. my first one-on-one with John Seals in like literally like probably two years, dude. It's hard, like, if you get married and you go through a long extended courtship and then you're getting married and then you, you know, you have a new place together and 
um, they'd already been living together, mm-hmm. but had moved out to more of the Fort Worth area. And so in those situations, especially during COVID and everything, like when I have gotten to see him, it's been in more of a group scenario. And yeah. so we got like a one-on-one sidebar, went Love out it. for dinner, drinks, caught up, and I was just mocking him over that clear fork situation. Yeah. But I had been out there and like, I'm like, they have like a WeWork, like, <laughs> and we, he was, um, it was the first time he'd been over to my hood in victory park and kind of seen mm-hmm. south victory and kind of all of its in all of its glory and we were just commenting like wow this wasn't here five seven years ago and um i was making the comment that the block the retail row that i live next to on victory park lane like that row of retail is probably my favorite concentrated retail row in dallas like and it kind of compares to the shops at legacy type deal whoa what was that uh, my arm touched my phone and the audio started playing it scared me yeah <laughs> what you got playing there buddy <laughs> i don't know <laughs> thought some thought somebody broke in to attack me i don't know <laughs> Nah, we're all locked in we're yeah. barricaded bud Whew. uh okay what are, what are your favorite concentrated store like what is that shopping list well so <sighs> You know, McKinney Avenue has some shopping, but not really. Um, but it was always like the bar, nightlife, hot spots, mm. restaurants, all of that. Um, so that's kind of where I wanted to be. But, you know, the shops at Legacy is such a condensed, and Legacy West, it's such a, such a condensed urban development, I think they would call it, um, with, you know, eat, drink, live, work, play, all built in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how South Victory is now. And it doesn't you can't really compare anything unless maybe you were to be able to live in like Highland Park Village, for instance, within Dallas proper. And this is my opinion, you know, come at me. My DMs are open. Um, It's welcomed. I'd love to be enlightened and find your hood if I haven't. Um, You know, there's, I think there's housing and whatnot going in around Trinity Groves, which is kind of another, anywhere that you can walk out and like, go to a card shop and get a gelato mm-hmm. and a coffee or a drink like or go to an office like that kind of mixed development i think harwood is very much like that got it if you're going to distinguish between like a harwood and a victory park which are okay. two distinctly separate neighborhoods but that's what i love about victory park is your ability to like literally walk to downtown within a block yeah walk to harwood super convenient uptown like you can get to design district very like rodeo goat and all that stuff over there Mm -hmm. super super proximate nice i like that anyway it was good to see good to see old buddy seals yeah we saw him at uh twice as nice i got to see him at your parents crib on saturday forgot about that nice little crew for easter yeah that was a fun time great food some good laughs y'all were giving me a hard time about my massage story (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting to gauge feedback like what was michael was saying he was like your wednesday episode was way better than your saturday episode and we were like what the what i thought we crushed number 64 yeah so did i out of the park Mm -hmm. i thought 65 like didn't pale in comparison but we all know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know that i i like that you know some people might take more interest into something that I don't. I don't know. I, I think that's cool. Teach their own. Yeah. But Teach. yeah, uh, back to your parents. You know that that was a fun time. So shout out to Jan and Bob. It was a great time hanging out with you guys and 
it's good to see Grizz and Shelly and Michael and an old John boy. Courtney. Well, yeah, of course. That goes without saying. Yeah, but I hadn't seen her in a little while, you know. True. Um, it was good to see her under, you know, positive circumstances mm-hmm. as well. Sure. Um, hadn't caught up with her in a while, and seems like the girls were all hanging out. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Um, did you do anything after that? Um, man, that was, the weekend was kind of a blur. I think we got lunch, um, with her family over the weekend and then her brothers, she has twin brothers and her brother's birthday was yesterday. And so, um, took them out to eat just them on Monday. Then yesterday we ate with the parents and the grandparents. And so that was fun. And um yeah man my days are just kind of all running together that's a perfect segue into my next would you rather oh because i i came prepared with three this week i put pen to paper okay put fingertips to keyboards (laughs) um would you rather have two children at separate times identical twins or fraternal twins Hmm. Well, okay. So none of these are none of these are really bad in my opinion. Like I'd I'd be happy with any of the options. This this is the so opposite. This is, more this of is just, total preferential. Yeah. Like based on you know, it'll be telling. Mm-hmm. I think I think Courtney wants twins. Um, but her brothers are identical and it's uh it's you're much more likely likely to have twins if other I don't know. I guess parents have had fraternal twins, not identical. And so I think she wants identical, but I think if I only had this option, I think I'm going to have two separate ages, like have have one, have the other later. <laughs> I think that's what just, I'm going Just with. repeat hell. <laughs> <laughs> you want to knock it out all at once? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think really, if you're thinking about it, like fraternal, twins knowing that one could be a boy and one could be a girl Mm -hmm. at the same time yeah why wouldn't you offer that every time you wouldn't mind having a girl (laughs) 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 you're like (laughs) that's like the most i can't believe you just asked me that that's so funny you wouldn't mind having a girl you're like girl comes in that duo (laughs) well i mean i could have chosen two i and really when you think about it what if I had two identical boys and they were like just young studs, mm-hmm. you know? See, this is more of the route that I figured you would have taken. I don't I don't think I want them identical. Yeah? No. You wouldn't want your boys identical? No. Okay. I wouldn't want my girls identical for sure. <laughs> and I wouldn't want girls. Yeah. No, like I'm saying like if you had to compromise and have a girl, <laughs> you could you could, you know, totally do a fraternal <laughs> set of twins, boy and girl. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just like have Really, the dream is have one boy and then stop. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, it. See, and this is why I asked that question. That's that's the real. Would you rather? Yeah. So you're going with two kids at two separate times. Yeah. Roll the dice. Uh huh. And I I would take any gender, either gender. <laughs> <laughs> I think any is the operable term nowadays. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. We don't need to. We don't need to go down that road. I, I would rather not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to bring up before I continue <laughs> to man this ship? 
Um, I mean, I got like one topic. <laughs> no, don't don't <laughs> blow it, it on this. Yeah, we're about. <laughs> we'll try, we'll try to save that for the second hour. We're, about, we're just eager, folks. We're like, wow, so much to talk about. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw, but Tiger tweeted out. It's so really, this is this is going to be the show, buddy. This is going to be the Masters. <laughs> Uh, live from the Masters recap show. Listen, I'm leaning forward. I'm engaged. Tell me all about it. Well, so Tiger tweeted, it's Masters week. It's the 85th Masters at Augusta National in Georgia mm-hmm. this week. Also, the report just came out. Uh, yes. From his, are, are we going to discuss that? Yeah. Okay. Because I saw his tweet earlier. He had this cryptic tweet like, uh, earlier an investigation by the LAPD or whatever was concluded I want to thank everybody for their support on my, you know, recovery. It was just mm-hmm. real, real high level. And then I saw in the police report, I thought that they were going to say that he was screwed up or something, but I knew it was like 7.15 a.m. and that he was on his way to a, a shoot right. like for, I don't know if it was reality or golf tutorial or what, but mm-hmm. um, apparently he, old boy was doing more than twice the speed limit. Yeah, he was like going uh, 80 and a 40. Yeah, been there. Yeah, same been there but not around like those sharp turns where you could just like barrel off a highway right apparently that stretch of highway is prone to this type of thing happening mm-hmm. but i overall I happy to hear that you know he's okay that he wasn't under the influence or anything like that um because i i feel like a lot of people were making a lot of speculations and i'm just happy like driving fast is easily corrected you know i i don't know no it's not it's not no as a lifelong habitual lead foot it it doesn't go easy yeah but have you ever been given a reason to slow down um i mean the the police the 5-0 yeah but i i think being in a crazy bro as a young so you're telling me if you were not in an if you were in an accident accident like tiger woods that wouldn't cause you to drive any differently i mean for a while (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah, but you know what? Like, there's something, there's something about driving faster and you know trying to weave <laughs> through traffic and like, got it. You know that kind of like makes you feel alive. You know, being alive makes me feel alive too. Yeah, you're so even keel. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm. I think I'm more volatile than you are. Yeah, maybe. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I. Th- I'm. I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I try to make my life as safe as possible. Yeah. And then, you know, I do exciting things like in the sphere of my bubble. Like, because I, I, I would go skydiving and things like that. But I feel like I've, I don't know, I've weighed my options and it seems safe enough, you know. To go skydiving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mainly because another man is strapped to your back. <laughs> right. Okay. So you'll you'll feel safe in these arms. Yeah. That's an interesting dichotomy. I'm not sure if dichotomy is the right word here, but you like to live your day-to-day life in a very safe, conservative manner, and then you let your hair down with a skydiving you know, incident in the confines of like an excursion or like this is time off or whatever. And in some ways, like I'm, I feel like in, I live my life more <laughs> on the day-to-day maybe dangerously on, than you do out, yeah on the outer edge but sometimes vacation or like 
time off in my head is like, oh, getting to go back home to my parents' house and they take care of me, or like I go to a resort or something yeah. like, you know, it's like, like the inverse. I don't know, but I also love I traveling like in a, a much more rough way, so mm-hmm. maybe that's not applicable. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. That I mean, that's a great observation. Um, I. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd like to play. I like being comfortable and playing it safe, I suppose. <laughs> just a simple, just a simple boy. What's an example of that? Like a decision that you've made that is just more safe than the alternative, but the alternative is still something mainstream. Um, I, I don't know. Probably teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I feel like that's a safe, secure job. Was that part of the rationale yeah. in going into that? Was it just that yeah, you I mean, knew you, it was always you know, going to be there? You know like, my love for uh, music and writing. Um, whenever I went to Southern, I almost majored in journalism instead. But thinking about it, I was like, you know, if stuff's not popping or if, if I didn't get an article out that week or something, like teaching just seemed the safer route. The more coastable route is what you just like. If I didn't get an article out, so like, did teaching oh, maybe, feel less know. performance based? No, it feels performance based. So on the daily. So it's not a, an appropriate comparison in that way, you know? Yeah, maybe not. But I don't know. It. I do know that it just felt safer in that. As long as I'm doing what I'm. I, I feel like you could be doing what you're supposed to be doing in journalism and still not have a consistent paycheck or, I don't know, it just seemed more like the Wild West, whereas teaching, I feel like as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm secure. Yeah, like they they have to give me a job. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it's, is it not surprising like that there's not, good teachers like actively looking for work i guess there are depending on your geo you mean uh teachers that are looking for jobs outside of teaching no i'm saying like you know a competition should strike you guys too where you know it's not just a given that if you try to show up that you're going to have a job somewhere you know how are there not more teachers than positions at this point with this kind of thinking from people going to going to school evaluating more risk risk prone careers you know more make it or break it type career paths versus something that they bank on will always have a job with generations of that thought process how are there not more teachers than jobs yeah i guess i see what you're saying i think that there are more cutthroat positions like in the public arena maybe but as far as teaching at adventist schools like i've never I don't know. I don't want to come off as cocky or anything, but I'm just like, I've never felt threatened, you know, as, as far as, well, it's not it's, somebody it's, coming for my job or not, me not being able to get one. It's not an apples and oranges comparison set with you because you have to be the darling of, you know, the Adventist system teaching at this point. I'm, um, I'm a beloved figure at the uh, K through 12 level, you know, yeah. I guess your your next jump will be to the dude. I had big house. I had a student run into my classroom today. He's like, "Mr. Colvin, why is everybody saying that you can rap?" I was like, "Because I can." What episode is that? What episode's what? Where you went on meat mill on the top? Oh, I show I showed him that one. Which one was it? Um, I think it was in the late thirties, early forties. You know, we have to get serious about 
extracting these moments in like these little bite-sized chunks because if you could start consuming us in a 10-minute story or series of segments reporting on one train of thought or one recurring joke or whatever the case may be, we were able to put those on YouTube with a nice graphic, nice thumbnail, mm -hmm. you know, you would end up being our biggest fan. Yeah. Do you have any students that do like audio splicing and dicing and graphics um, overlay and just man i had a lot of those students whenever i was teaching over at dallas i don't know i don't know too many students uh currently that do that but i can i can fish around we'd come up with budget for um you know a freelancer from a solid recommendation from one of you tots mm -hmm. to uh go through the archive splice and dice episode 66 buddy we're still quitting huh yeah, one of these days. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we all got to quit at some point. <laughs> it's been the fire in our pants. Boy, that just reminds I was watching um, F1, uh -huh. uh, the season three. Okay. And uh, Cyril was kind of lamenting Daniel Ricardo departing to go to McLaren, mm -hmm. I believe it was. Um, and he was just saying all good things have to come to an end, but he was so blindsided by this departure have you watched that show at all uh I've, i have not seen season season three but i'm okay if you spoil it. like i don't know if there's spoilers or anything but i'm not worried about it it's just a great show it is a great show and i watched a couple of the races like and i don't claim to watch the whole thing or anything but mm -hmm. you know fast forwarded and got gotten through the highlights and whatnot for a couple of the races that they covered but they kind of document it from, you know, an each team and driver perspective going into a race and, you know, through qualifying and through the actual uh, race itself and champagne after party, all of this stuff. And uh, just the business, the lives, the inner workings of F1 as a sport. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the, uh, the stroll guy with Racing Point seemed to outperform the majority of the season, ended up losing third to McLaren, I think it was, okay. um, who kind of returned their, they, they returned to the podium for the first time and I think it was some years. Hmm. Um, Michael's probably kicking himself right now because we're butchering half of this. He's the real expert on this. But Well, my, when you say we. I share what? I'm just teasing. What? You're telling the story. Um, okay. <laughs> I just got that. Yeah. I'm just messing with you. The hard part was, um, I shared Netflix with a couple people and they were watching the season and I was watching the season oh. and we kept like, you know, not being able to watch from last play yeah. and having to figure it out. But That's yeah, tough. great show. Yeah. Would highly recommend that one. Um, my Netflix plug would be the latest season of last chance you. It was previously a documentary following uh, football teams, and there were three seasons of football, and the latest one is a, a season on basketball, and thoroughly enjoyed this season. The coach was just an incredible dude, and you you see a lot of these struggling students, and uh, it really is like the last shot at becoming a professional sports player, and just seeing uh, the camera follow them around and all the external and internal struggles that they deal with. Um, yeah, it was a phenomenal season, in my opinion. And I dare y'all to watch it. <laughs> Remember your last recommendation were those people that throw themselves down that mountain after oh, that yeah. cheese curd? And that was, that like, was just a ridiculous. Man, 
that one girl has like a deformity for life yeah. from that. That was yeah. insane. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> like, like, crazy. <laughs> did you did I talk about the one at all on this show? The one? The one. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Dude. Dude, I think I talked about this. The show where or maybe I was talking about it in my personal life, but it's this show where this woman uh, starts this company based off of data that she kind of stole from this like lover of hers or ex-husband of hers mm-hmm. who is like this, uh, you know, mechanical, bio, engineer, scientist, whatever. Yeah, doctor. science, science, blah, blah, blah. Whatever yeah. Heather Laws does is what he does. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then some. <laughs> you feel me? So. Uh, they're probably neck and neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> where was I going with that? So she steals this and it's this thing that essentially identifies strains in your DNA that would match with another strain of DNA in a romantic way. And so you submit your DNA just like it's ancestry and they get back and they say you have a match. So it's like bumble on crack and you are genetically guaranteed to fall head over heels in lifelong loveful pursuit of this person. And so when this service comes out, you know, she's the first, she has a fake decoy for her actual mm-hmm. match. It's not, he's actually a gay guy. He's not into her at all. They're just a paid arrangement, but she CEOs this company to like start him. She's kind of like a Theranos and um, she, <sighs> ultimately it's about the unraveling, you know, investigation into the death of that, you know, loved one of hers that she stole this from, okay. but it's also about the moral conflicts that the population faces whenever they might already be married, but then this new service comes out on the market and they test themselves and they go meet this person and you know, you literally hit it off from the moment you meet. Yeah. Like it's and like the, and the program says that they're so much more compatible, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm with you. How did we get on that? Uh, we were just oh, talking about Netflix shows. So the one it's like, you're so disappointed. I, I would recommend that, Having seen it now and judged it as way worth it, wait a year and put it on your list so that there's at least two seasons for you to binge because it's like super frustrating at the end of season one. Mm, good to know. Because there's like a huge cliffhanger. Or... Well, can I can I spoil it? I don't care. Okay, spoiler hey, spoiler uh, spoiler alert. alert. If um if you want to watch the show and you don't want to know what's going on, uh, just skip ahead like thirty seconds. But it's like it's like emotionally hot stuff because. There's this one woman who's in love with her husband and he's in love with her. They have a great marriage and they're in London Mm -hmm. and she's so paranoid about this service and she's like, well, would you ever get matched? And he was like, no, I've found you. Like I would never do that. (laughs) She was like, yeah, me neither. And so then one scene, one scene shows her putting hair into a package to send off and you think that she's getting tested. Mm. Well, she gets the test results back. She ran the test results for him. Hmm. She seeks this woman out, befriends her over a coffee, and is very cryptic about her new friend Megan to her husband. And then her husband doesn't find out until later that that's actually his match. Because he throws a surprise birthday party for the wife. And he tries to invite all of her friends and she'd yeah. mentioned Megan several times. So he finds a way to reach out and she shows up to the party mm-hmm. and the woman freaks because she's like, you were never supposed to see him. Well, once they find out and he's, he feels betrayed because he's like, you ran this against my will. Like you, 
befriended her. And now, and now he's her. all mad at her, and his he's lover, all mad. His, his the and love then, of his life is like right there. And this other chick is just objectively way hotter. Yeah. And by the way, if you've uh, skipped ahead to the thirty seconds, so we're still talking about it. So yeah, she's yeah. so she's gorgeous. She's like she's like Persian Indian, but from London, and just like perfect. Mm. Um, and so they make out on a bridge. And like you're just feeling it, you know. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is like, this is like heartstrings, well done, like mm-hmm. sensual stuff. <laughs> so they actually end up like hooking up. Well, he he's back with the wife at the end of season one. He's trying to make it work, but um, I don't know, you know, it's not over. Got it. it it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. It'll make your heart race. Mm. How do, I mean, how do you go back after? Well, I don't think he should have because I'm telling you, this other girl, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Okay. It's over. Good to know. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, the one. It's really interesting. Okay. I really like that one. Love it. I've been watching Your Honor on Showtime. Well, and when I say I've been watching, it's a mini series. I think there's like six episodes somewhere around that ballpark. And I've seen episode one, and it was insane. Brian Cranston's in it. Ooh. Yeah. Walter White. Um, and I don't want to say any more really about the plot other than that there is a death involved and then trying to cover up that death. And um, yeah, it's, it's great acting. And what's it called? Your Honor. I got to watch this. Yeah, it was. You said the magic words. You said uh, there's a death involved. And I'm like, you know. Somebody's got to die in the first five minutes. See, of... I thought I had you at Brian Cranston. Well, well, if Brian Cranston invo- is involved, you know, death is typically involved. Yeah, follows unless you know, is there death in Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> <laughs> no, just the death of the show. Mm. Um, I guess that is what put him on the map. That's what made him uh, financially successful for the first yeah. time. Yep, and then he turned heads as uh, Walter White, and. Showed his range. Fun fact, Brian Cranston lost his virginity to a paid prostitute at the age of 16. Wow. I think his father got her for him. Or really? It was some sort of ill-advised obtainment of, of said escort. But yeah, he's talked about that in interviews, you know, over the years. The more you know. <laughs> yeah usually nbc is like wash your hands for 20 seconds the more you know and i'm like you know who uh was with a hooker <laughs> the more you know from the weekly catch-up education um hey dude before i forget are you free tomorrow night for uh, at seven for 20 minutes um uh, so my students have a baseball game and they told me that i need to go um, but that should start around four thirty. I'm thinking I might be done by then. Okay. Well, if you can make it, I kind of used the show's likeness to promote this. Cause I've been pitching the idea of like appreciate social for mm-hmm. the tots and appreciate is having a big, it's almost like a testing stress test tomorrow where we're trying to get hundreds of people okay. into one room in preparation for some events coming up. So I did tweet it out from the show and I hit the email list for the first time. Hey, co-branded weekly catch up podcast with gifts of like appreciate social. I invited the subscribers. Um, I added them all to the calendar invite. So Mm -hmm. for any tots that listen to this in the first 24 hours of distribution, Thursday, April 8 at 7 p.m. Central, 
there's a link waiting for you. Uh, DM us off Twitter if you're just a follower of the show or DM us on Instagram or whatever, and we'll get you the link. We'll get you a, a meeting invite, but that would be a great, we'll have a whole cluster of, I already know probably 10 other tots coming. Nice. Um, so I hope that you can come. Yeah. Be me our too. Exclusive meet and greet. Um, but we'll get, we'll get one Jermaine to just, just our people as well. But this will be, this will be a fun thing. If you've ever wondered about the, the tool that we've talked about on this show, uh, hit this up tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central. Do it. Do it up. Uh, that's what I wanted to get off my chest as far as that goes. What okay. were we talking about? Brian, Brian Cranston's hooker. Brian Cranston's Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to have to sunset the show. <laughs> um. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> I won't have time for any Netflix this weekend because it's Masters week and there's live around the clock coverage live from the Masters on Golf Channel twenty four seven. I love all the side narratives, the side stories, like who could do this, uh, the Tiger Woods Incorporation. Um, it's really exciting. They're not going to have the the par three competition this year, okay. but they Why'd will they take have that out. What? Why'd they take the par three competition out? Um. I don't know all the specifics. I know that it's going to be limited patrons this time. They So this one is weird because they didn't miss a season with the Masters. This is the 85th, and they just played the 84th in November when Dustin Johnson won. Yeah. And that was a makeup date. Typically, it's played in April. Mm. And that's when – like, so some people are saying that the scoring record that Dustin Johnson and even that – oh, shoot, was it – um. Patrick Cantlay or whoever was runner up. No, it was uh, Cameron Smith. Okay. He shot four rounds in the sixties, which mm-hmm. is like unheard of. I think that had been done one time or he, he'd done it the one time yeah. at that major. Uh, the greens are supposed to be way, way different in their responsive nature. Um, they're supposed to be a lot more less gettable uh, in April. Like you're not supposed to go 20 under par like Dustin Johnson did. So this major was just played five months ago and now it's being played again. And it's really exciting. Um, there was a, this is hallowed ground. Like I think Augusta national more than any other golf course, probably in the known world, maybe like maybe St. Andrews and some of those historic courses overseas, but you know, stateside Augusta national is probably the most hallowed ground ever. Um, I read a story in the LA times today about a guy that had a really close bonding relationship with his dad over golf and his dad had exposed him to a lot of cool courses and they'd grown up. And anyway, his dad had health complications and ended up passing and was cremated. And so his sons spread his ashes in two places. One was at Pebble beach. Mm -hmm. So he's forever memorialized there. And then the other was at the Masters at <laughs> Amen Corner as spectators. So they, <laughs> what he had to do was he was like, how do I get his ashes into the golf tournament? Because right. he just went as a general admission spectator. And he's like, if I just put this in a Ziploc and like somebody finds it in my cargo shorts or something, they're going to be like, what is this, like bad cocaine <laughs> or something? He's going to have to be like, no, this is my dad, dad's ashes. But anyway, he managed to pull it off. He got his Ziploc bag in 
and found a quiet moment at Amen Corner. And now every time the camera pans over that famous section of the golf course, he has a moment with his dad and kind of remembers that because his ashes are are spread there and part of the fabric of the course now. Well, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Cult, creepy, or Christian? What, what's your <laughs> vote? I, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I th- I definitely. Any, any like diehard golf sports fan would appreciate something like that. I feel like. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, trying to honor any loved one, and I, I don't know, that makes for a fun story too. Good, good resting ground for, for his dad. Um, in other. Golf news, Jordan Spieth won the Valero Open on okay. Sunday. And it's a big deal because he has not won, he had not won since the Open in 2017. It had been 3 years, 8 months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um big slump for him. You know, this was like his 12th win on tour, but he was racking up, you know, 2 3 4 wins a season, I believe, mm. prior. And so this was like you were aware of the narrative that he was in a huge slump, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he broke that. Good for him. He's been top five. He's back at Top it. ten all season. All this year, anyway. Yeah. And uh, now he's... It was funny. Did you see all the Easter memes about him having resurrected on Easter? No. It was pretty good. I'm not on golf Twitter. I think I'm... Dude, I only follow like 13 people on Twitter. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking to beef up my follower list, so Dang. hit me you up. You unfollowed a bunch of people or what? I unfollowed everybody. Oh. I unfollowed you. Oh, that's why I got a notification that you followed me? That's how that works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> why did you unfollow everyone? Huh? What, you just clean? You just cleaning out the list or what? Yeah, I kind of had a big inspirational post that was pinned to the top of my Twitter about how um, past and what past intentions don't reflect uh tomorrow's goals and okay. um i'm just gonna strip it all down and start back over because i'm like why am i looking at this person that i followed from six years ago when i was an immature 25 year old or whatever sure you know like i should curate what i'm filling my mind with and also it, it's been a part of a purge because I use this service that would allow me to mass unfollow and I unfollowed mm-hmm. everybody, but appreciate in the weekly catch up podcast. And then I followed back as I selectively found value, I consistent love streams of value. You're now followed again, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm glad that you found value in me. I find all the value in you. <laughs> I want to invest in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Shoot. We invest in each other. What were you going to say? So I stripped that down. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about my iPhone? You know how the camera was out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew the camera was not working. So I end up calling. I run diagnostics on it. I can't get anywhere. I call support, and they run diagnostics remote. And they were like, yeah, we're going to have to have you go into the Genius Bar. They made me an appointment. And so you- are, the, are the Apple stores open again? Yeah. Okay. So get this. There's like two lines and they're ava- I think it's available by appointment only. You make an appointment to show up to wait in a line like of appointments. Right. So there were it was, you know, wrapped around the block at Knox Henderson. Wow. Um, a good ways. It was pretty crazy. But they got me in and it was wild. They I was like, yeah, I haven't dropped it. Like just my my selfie camera works, but my front camera does not. 
Mm-hmm. And I had also struggled with face ID for two hours that morning. And I told them that and they were like, oh, and they, they ran some tests. My, my front camera was just, it had malfunctioned. It was done. Oh. And my face ID was also um, shot. And so they were like, yeah, it just went bad. They just handed me a new phone. See? Yeah. So I just got a brand new phone and they were like, uh, just do, uh, don't transfer apps and data whenever you back up from iCloud. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I do that. I don't get anything back. Like it literally loads my contacts. I don't know. She was like, I think she was giving me the streamlined you're in a hurry situation, but I didn't transfer any of my apps. So I'm like literally downloading all of my applications again, but it gave me the ability to re-architect my visual digital footprint because where your apps are on your phone leads to behavior and dilly dallying throughout your day. It becomes a muscle memory muscle yeah, memory. Yeah. So if you if you're on Bumble but you don't want to be all about Bumble, you need to mute your notifications and put it in a utilities folder. Mm-hmm. That way you have to intentionally think, "Wonder what's new on Bumble." And then go into that folder and find it. Not have if you have banner notifications and stuff that you prioritize at the same rate as like an email or a text during business hours like screw that. Yep. Um I have all of my apps on one screen right now. Nice. I have one screen and then one line on my second. I, I've kind of done what you've done and and hid a lot of my apps. Yeah. And I, I'm on no notifications of any type for most of my applications. That's legit. And I don't have Facebook or Messenger on the phone as of this moment. Yeah. Not currently feeling the burn on that. But you'll still I'm- get on like on the desktop? I have, I have, um, I only have Twitter, Instagram, snap, stuff like that. And so this is just to make your time, like, so you're not time wasting. You know, there was a moment where I did this like digital reorg maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, based on the size of your phone, your thumb is most natural to go to certain apps. Like your bottom right hand corner as a right handed person as, is a coveted slot. Mm-hmm. So w- what's your bottom right one? My bottom right? Like in your bottom bar. Uh, Safari. Okay. Mine's Twitter, I think, right now. There was a time where it's been different things, and whatever that application is is going to be one that's clicked on repeatedly in the day Yeah. if you don't have any like limits on yourself, screen time or whatever. And I remember that there was a moment where – I was like, you know what? I want to prioritize the podcast more. And so I re-architected where Anchor sits on my iPhone landing page and where the bookmark on my Safari tab on my MacBook was. And as a result, it led to some thoughts that this was like dozens of episodes ago. Yeah, we it, can tell. No, I'm just But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But you know what? Back then, it, it did lead to some things that we kind of innovated on, or new topics mm-hmm. that we introduced, new guests. You know, it, it got more of my attention throughout the week. Yeah, in a recurring manner. I love what you're saying. I I think that, um, I think that's so true. That's why, like, I notice. Uh, okay, so I play a lot of Candy Crush, so that's like second bottom right. But then I have Robin Hood because I've been doing a lot of. Uh, you know, looking at the NFTs, the crypto investing and stuff like that. And that's, that's uh, in my right corner as well. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying, man. There's something to be said for that digital organization. If it's something that you're going to be susceptible to and also your physical environment, like mm -hmm. it's why part of the reason why Jordan Peterson principle of like, get up, make your bed, celebrate a win. <laughs> <laughs> People have mocked me for that saying that they're like, Oh yeah, you just, you just like celebrating <laughs> like, no, yeah. but control I, over your environment and also positioning of things that you want to make better habits mm -hmm. and hiding of things that you don't want to make a big habit. Like if you, eat a bunch of cookies and you have some put them in a cupboard don't put them in a like nice you know my, like my mother has them yeah, displayed at least stretch for them Th those like th those are displayed as you know eat me and mm -hmm. if you don't want to be reminded of that don't have them prominently displayed if you're trying to make headway through that new book like don't tuck it into the bookcase put it prominently like hide your clicker you know arrange your clickers in a way that just throw you, it like close your eyes and throw it across the room no Okay. The clicker, you know, arrange them in a way that you don't want to unclutter them and put the book next to the, you know, nightstand or the reading lamp, you know, mm. position things for how you want to live your life. Yeah. Set it up. You want to run, put your socks and shoes right by your yes, bed. Sir. Yes, sir. Get your shorts ready. Summer's almost here. Get those booty shorts out. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking to you, Bob. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't wear those, Bob. <laughs> Have you heard about the ketchup shortage? No. Is this a joke? Oh, I, I forgot because our name is Ketchup Dude. No, I mean like for real, Heinz has a, had a shortage. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me a dad joke or something. Okay. Uh, so so <laughs> no. Just reporting the news, buddy. So our fries are naked, huh? Fries are naked. So. With the transition from dining rooms to drive-through carry-out to go during COVID, uh, you'll notice that even places that you go for sit-down, like they're not giving you like bowls of salsa all the time. They're giving you uh, ramekins sometimes. And mm -hmm. if they give you condiments, like you haven't seen a salt shaker in a year, I bet. You haven't you know, seen a good old-fastened, good old-fastened. <laughs> spit it out. <laughs> yeah, spit it out. Mike Tyson here. <laughs> Thucker punch ya. And that's how I lost my ear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? You haven't Ketchup seen shorted. You haven't seen a nice squeezable Heinz like big bottle. I guess not. In a while, have you? Maybe you have because you're I feel more. Like I have been. You've but... been in more rural areas, but I guarantee you, in Dallas, uh, you ask for more ketchup, and they're going to give you packets. You're going to tell me why? Because that's Is what the demand just... was. So the oh. factories converted to making those. And then when COVID, you know, ah, came back, okay, okay. they were like, oh, shoot, we have a shortage. And they had a shortage overall. And so, yeah, like <laughs> restaurants were facing a, sh a ketchup shortage. Uh, big bottles were taken out due to COVID. You know, Long John Silver's spent half a million dollars to bail themselves out of their Heinz predicament. Wow. So Heinz is up on their production. Hold on. Long John Silver's had that much money to, to bail themselves out? Who still eats there? Uh, you know, there's people that do. All right. Um, I don't I'm think. Sorry, I... to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, that was just surprising. That's the that's the news of the day. That's the must heard about ketchup. Oh, that's the must heard um, about ketchup. Official shortage. Like literally, bar owners were like getting their main servers being like, "Yeah, there's no ketchup, and there's no ketchup for miles." Well, it's probably because. Uh, 
have you seen like the mixtures that Heinz has been doing like cranch and uh, no, it's like ketchup ranch and uh, mayo chup. Ooh, that's brilliant. I want to try yeah. all this. Yeah. There's like several, they have like a whole line of mixtures now. Cause tell me you haven't gone ranch ketchup. Of course. Or do you go ranch or do you go ketchup ranch? Like I'm more, a cereal you know killer? what? I'm like a, uh, you, you go to red Robin. And ever have their campfire sauce? No, it's like that, a barbecue mayo. That's mix. like you, you got to go out a ways to get that. Like that's yeah. not. But they but they have like a they have that combination now in stores, like a barbecue mayo mixture. I don't know. Anyway, we'll slap a horse and paint me red. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Red Robin. Red Robin. This uh, episode is brought to you by Red Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you never know we might get a coupon or something <laughs> we'll, we'll put them in the footnotes if this was based on coupons and mail this would be brought to you by discover card because <laughs> everybody deserves their credit card oh. <laughs> boy we're just so varied we're just bringing you uh the ketchup news <laughs> we like to report on all sorts of business uh i want to get at my story of the week is that okay with you? Do it. All right. Um, Tom Brady, you ever heard of that guy? Is he starting something? He is. Is it something that you've been referencing on? So you already are, know. Are you the NFT correspondent for the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast, Apparently, Brad? Apparently. I didn't even know. I was like searching for... Okay, well, let, let's throw it to you in the field. I'm going to need you to hold your ear and right. wait a second. All right. Going to going to our main NFT correspondent live in the field is Mr. B Rad Colvin. Mr. B Rad, are you there? Uh, yes, thanks, Carson. <laughs> um, I come to you live from um, Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, what website is this? De Decrypt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, live from Tampa Bay is Mr. B Rad Colvin. Now to you, Mr. B Rad. Do it over. <laughs> Thanks, Carson. I come to you live from Decrypt News. <laughs> um, breaking headlines. Tom Brady is launching an NFT platform with Apple, DraftKings, and Spotify exec advisors. I didn't know he had those three partners. Yeah, Holy what's up, son? Crap. So, so he put his name on the next Monopoly is what he did. Yeah, this guy, they are all in. Uh, it's going to be crazy. So uh, let me scroll down here. It says um okay it's giving us the background on tom brady as if we didn't know who that guy was um okay so they're selling these nft collections they're going to come out with collectibles uh for different sports players different art pieces little digital uh gifts and and stuff like that so um should be pretty crazy i'm telling you this thing is blowing up carson it's blowing i know up. it i feel it i and, sense it yeah it's mainstream son it was like a again somebody was one of somebody at uh, your parents was saying like they don't understand it and it's like you know what I don't either but I still want in totally there's money to be had I saw that you tweeted the SNL like had covered it was it like in a song or something that... yeah 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 um not Lonely Island whoever's making their songs now uh, Pete Davidson it seems to be involved with all of them, yeah. him and Chris Red and some of the guys. Yeah. Um, so they had an NFT little funny video that they did. It's all the rage. You know, it's interesting to see Tom Brady hit what is likely 
I hope in the future going to be a lucrative venture for him because one of the things that I don't know if it was a flagrant two or which podcast was talking about him a lot lately and comparisons to MJ and like, is he the greatest goat of all time and all this different stuff. But what they were talking about in some ways was that Brady has not mobilized um, sponsorship deals in the same way that MJ did. Like yeah. MJ was groundbreaking with, um, you know, jump man, like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole uh, Jordans, you he know, made, he made Nike popular. Yeah. Like he, they were, they weren't, they weren't the brand back then. Plus he was like the first of his kind at the magnitude that he was at in some ways. And yeah. um, what they were talking about is that like, and maybe this was a Kosh. I, I picture a Kosh saying from flagrant Two saying this, but he was like, Tom Brady ain't moving Uggs. Like, you know, Bra- uh, like Jordan moved Jordans, yeah. you know? Um, so it's been interesting to see the different products that Brady has put his brand on and also how, like, what what is your vibe from him? Like, you know, what's your vibe? Um, he loves football. He's great at it. He takes it seriously. And I think outside off the field, like, he's just here to have a good time. I think that the media and, you know, sports, you know, crap talkers at large and just people that like to shoot the wind about it. They're like really intently trying to understand more about like him. Like they want to see him with his hair down and like understand more of the psyche. Like let us more in because how did you, I think it's, we all know now that, you know, Belichick needed Brady. Brady probably needed Belichick for a while, but Brady was fully capable of going out and just, you know, making everybody around him better. Right. And, you know, he doesn't always share his life in such a a candid way. Um, and in some ways he does, but mm-hmm. just down down to even the sunglasses. I don't know if you're getting all the pre-roll on social media for the sunglasses that he wore in the yacht party in Tampa Bay after they won the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. they served them to me like every <laughs> moment of every day. Yeah. Well, they but, were just serving me like the pictures of, of that on a shirt. Yeah. I'm celebrating. Yeah. Like all of that. But I, I it's interesting to ask kind of like what's the vibe and like, the fact that he just got renewed for two more years. I mean, he's going to be playing until he's 45 years old. Like, yeah, that was his goal. This is unheard of, you know, mm-hmm. and they have a, they, they brought everybody back all starting 22 yeah. from the Super Bowl roster. And I kind of love the way they're doing business down there. Yeah, they are fully behind Tom. I mean, he got him a ring and they're, they're ready to go, but they're going to give him the world. The long-term vision that he's had throughout the years to, like he'll probably end up capitalizing to the tune of a billion dollars or something like that when all is said and done. And I'm talking like 20, 30 year vision, but you know, he's the greatest of all time in football, a hundred percent, maybe all sport. You could make an argument, team sport, who knows up to you guys, not going to have that battle today, Mm -hmm. not super interested, but certainly of football and the way that he's restructured deals to allow more salary cap to go pursue other worthy players to make the team more formidable is unlike any other selflessness exhibited by an a player uh in today's culture yeah like nobody has done more restructuring on both teams to make deals happen with people that would augment his skill sets on the gridiron yeah like one of my favorite stories was him you know bringing gronk along with him and uh you know them still being the dynamic duo that they are that's the crazy part, though. The fact that you can convince your pal to come out of retirement to play professional football 
you know, Jason Witten, he's already done again, you yeah. know? Right. He went back, what was it, one season, two mm-hmm. seasons, something like that, yeah, was done. You know, is he, he's going to retire as a one-day Jersey Cowboy again type deal. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be coach of Argyle Christian High or something like that. Right. Uh, in is the that Metroplex. A joke or no? no, I think Google that. I think that's I, for real. I trust you. Um, but what Brady did was he said, come back. They go win the Super Bowl together, and then Gronk gets re-signed. Well, yeah, and that's Gronk, like leadership. Gronk played on the a ground. huge role in the Super Bowl too. Yes, which I also loved. But the fact that Brady is able to mobilize those people around him, like one of the things that he f- did, I think one of the first things he did after the ink was dry was he requested a list. He's like, "Give me a spreadsheet of every single person's personal cell phone number," and he reached out one by one. And legit forged a relationship with like every man on that 53 man roster. So he's going to make, what is it? Nine figures probably during his playing career, um, excluding sponsorships. Mm -hmm. And then the long-term value of these sponsorships that he's now creating, like maybe he's just turning up the heat on that. I I can only imagine. I mean, he's looking for toward the future. He did say he wanted to play until he was 45. And so after these two years, I'm sure he's already, trying to set up, you know, a role for him. And uh, I think that, I don't know if it's this platform or if this is just like a little side venture. Well, Michael Jordan was eating cheeseburgers, smoking cigars, going out to Vegas, drinking until 2 a.m. You know, he was more on the Michael Irvin diet without the cocaine <laughs> um, and the hookers. Yeah. Um, Brian Cranston. That's right. Uh, Tom Brady is going to capitalize in a different type of way. Like he might be a new age guru that has like a curriculum, an application, um, a, a training course, like fully branded apparel, Vitamix, all of that. Because what he's doing at his, you know, advanced age for his sport is unfreaking precedented. Yeah. And he looks, he's a hunk. Like he's an Adonis God among mere mortals. He has it all, people. He has it all. He's like, Giselle's in love with him. Like she's got children with him. Yeah. You know, I thought like, you were about to say she has chill bumps. She has goosebumps. Yeah. Goosey bumpies. Like, and she, I mean, the way she turns out for that football game, like she's so vocal, wears it on her sleeve. Like mm-hmm. he's got the number one Victoria's Secret model of the game it, in history, you know, repping his jersey, having his children, and you know, advocating for him more strongly vocally than even he would. Yeah. This dude is a winner Mm -hmm. and he's going to, I'm already seeing that play on his Instagram. I started following him on Instagram. (laughs) I'm seeing like that play towards here's part of my routine. Like here's, and here's where you can go pick it up, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's, he's going to be like a Rogan type in terms of longevity of performance. Okay. And and like, I could see him, I could see him formulating an on it competitor. Mm. All right. That's where this I conversation like... nets out at. Man, good rant. <laughs> Love it. Um, I, and I also did want to clarify a little bit more about the platform. So the platform is called Autograph. Um, and the CEO of Autograph says it'll bring together some of the world's most iconic names and brands with best in class digital artists to create and launch NFTs and groundbreaking experiences to a community of fans and collectors. Um, And so that's what will be going on. They'll have probably virtual trading cards, artwork, albums, sports, video clips, and 
more. So could be pretty interesting. Go get your non-fungible tokens, folks. That's right. These fungibles, non. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did they get me? I hate you, B-Red. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how, how I, I keep from going, going under. All right, you ready for your next Would You Rather? Oh, please. Is, is this the final? Yes, get this is the too. final. This can yeah. lead us into the... Well, we can get out of here after this for all I care. All um, right. I think this is going to be thought-provoking, though. Bring it. Let me think about how I want to word this real quick. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay, this is this is going to be geared around your relationships with your loved ones and close friends. Uh, okay. I'm thinking especially your romantic relationship that's taking... Uh, even more mature next steps. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a would you rather. Hmm. Would you rather go to space free of charge mm -hmm. alone or stay here on Earth? If you take the free trip to space, you go for a year. Okay. Oh, is that it? Yes. And if I stay here? Brad, I'm giving you the opportunity. There's a You're giving there's me a, SpaceX. So basically, I get the opportunity to go to space, but I have to do it alone, and it's for a year. Correct. Yeah. I got a telescope. No! <laughs> I knew you were going to go that route. <laughs> no, man. Like, you know me. I am all about my people. So to be isolated for a year... Now, like, I, there will be other people at the space station. You will see others in that year. You will have no blood relation to any of them, and it will not be Courtney either. Um, but I can become friends with people. Yes. Okay. That. But like I, so the most and like I don't get any money for doing it or anything. Just the most enticing thing is like I'm in space, right? Let's say that you could put everything on pause here. You're going to come back to your same salary, your same position at CTA. Uh -huh. uh, your same burn rate with living, you know, you could even come back to the same caliber of relationship that you had with Courtney before for all I care for this. Would you rather let's just say that she doesn't get paused. You worry about it every day. <laughs> you worry about it because you're just floating around in space while she's walking around on earth. Okay. So, and you know, but you I, get to go to I space. Felt like I free felt like charge. I caught a lot of flack about my, my hate of road trips and you know because i didn't enjoy the views or <laughs> anything like that and it's like no dude i was just tired but like for this i i think back to all my favorite memories of traveling or anything like that um iceland my trip to iceland excluded whenever i think about my trips i think about who was there and like what i did with my friends and family so um going to space would be cool like where am i going the moon or am i just out in the void like what am i seeing what sights am i what what's on this road trip to space what do i get to see uh the atmosphere you're gonna see space so you're like gonna black, make, black. you're gonna go to the space station and um they're gonna have a real cool disco for you up there um Ooh. yeah Think about twerking without gravity. I might. I could be the first person to pop lock and drop it in space. Yes. Dang. 
Now that's enticing. <laughs> Somebody could video it. I'll sell, I'll, I'll sell it online as an like, NFT. Wait, am I going to get social media cloud out of this? <laughs> wait, hold the phone. Yeah, bro, you're in freaking space. Think about those pictures. Yeah, okay. Think about floating I, I around wanna hear, I want to hear your answer. Well, right now I'm going to space, bro. Okay. I'm trying to meet some... <laughs> Kind some of hot alien, <laughs> some literal. I was gonna say alien tail. I was gonna say a female astronaut, but if there's even more <laughs> mythical creatures out there, sure, I'll meet them. <laughs> I'll take a meeting. <laughs> Give me that tentacle. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I would come back like, oh, I saw things out there in the abyss. Earth just doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> I left a piece of myself on that moon rock. Like, bro, I just can't. <laughs> like, humans? Gross. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, have you ever been intimate with someone with eight arms? <laughs> All right, we should get out of here. Uh, you got anything else? Um... No, man, just crazy next few weeks. Just a lot going on. Well, keep us updated. Uh, thanks for doing this is consecutive consecutive weeks. We've gotten three yeah. in and three in 17 and days and weeks, or something. Yeah. Not bad. Good on you, and mate. I'll try to be there uh, tomorrow as well. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Appreciate social. Look for the link. Uh, you might have gotten an email. You might have gotten an invite. We tweeted it. Um, if you follow us on social, just send us a message. I'll send Brad the link. He already has it, I believe. Because you have access, but yeah, um, dope. Am I ending this prematurely? Or are we? Um, I mean, I think that's about it. You got any shout outs or anything? Any, any, um, anything on your mind before we exit? Um, am I missing a important <laughs> date or something? No, I'm not. I'm not. I appreciate my parents hosting uh friends and family over at uh For sure. Easter. That was um super fulfilling day i found us all commenting like on how tired we were and i think that mm -hmm. there's something to taking a sabbath taking a day without screens really is one of the major factors of that and just like social like heavy socialization in a mixed environment like that with Dude, meals that, and, yeah, and i was sitting by the fireplace yeah i was like over toast um but especially coming out of covid for a lot of these people like they might have not had a situation like that where yeah you know You'd spent that kind of time. Right. Yeah. So I, I second that shout out. Uh, thank you, Bob and Jan. It was great to see the Dallas crew. And um, yeah, love it. Love y'all. Thanks, Tots. Uh, hoard your ketchup and toilet paper, and we will catch you up next week. Peace. Peace.